beyond infinity. So, John, a story that all lovers of uh, the amber fluid mm-hmm. could be interested in. The CSIRO, uh, Australia's peak science body, uh, has found a way to pull carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and put it into beer and other beverages. That's right. Yeah, look, this is a, it's a new technology that they've worked on and uh, and they, they believe that it's ready uh, to, to head out and to be used. It's so CO two is what we know is a, a carbon um, or affecting the globe in terms of the carbon emissions, yeah. and that's that's leading to global climate, warming. Global warming. Mm. And now, w- what this new development does is not going to erase or reverse any of the, the major global warming. It's only a small scale function, mm. but it is hopefully you know a, a way that beer producers or other carbonated beverage producers can use maybe it's in a pub or it's uh, you know in in a restaurant for example because all carbonated drinks have got carbon that, dioxide right. in they, them they so. pump the co2 so normally what happens is if you're a, a pub for example you might buy a or purchase a, a gas canister and that gas has co2 in it now that's produced generally off-site or always off-site yep. and that is the result of a sort of a gas so you know using fossil fuels gas to create heat to then you know turn something in or turn into co2 mm. now that can be a costly experience yep. you've got transport yep. you've got the gas costs which you've fluctuate got, you've got a carbon footprint you know from the actual process of generating of creating the carbon dioxide to put into the cylinder to send off to the pubs exactly yep. so so what this new technology does it's called airthena and it's developed in partnership with monash university and energy infrastructure and resources and h2h energy mm. and it uses tiny air sponges known as metal organic frameworks or moths mm-hmm. and it can be scaled up for commercial uh, production and so it requires just air and electricity to work so this is something that you could have on site in your pub or wherever you need your co2 mm. you plug it in and you just make sure there's airflow around it and that will then generate a cost effective and efficient and an environmentally friendly option co2 you know on site on demand so you're not having to then outsource that that production through an energy inefficient method or mm. a mm. you know carbon creating method mm. look it's, it's a small way which uh, a, a business may look to uh, offset their carbon footprint uh, a little bit and if there's all of these sort of devices in businesses that you know, require CO two. That is essentially offsetting their use. So it's look, it's one small step. So how we can be potentially become carbon neutral in the future. And there's only like Athena. This process you're describing, the CSIRO process, only needs about two kilowatt hours of electricity per kilogram of CO two, equal to around twenty cents per kilogram at minimum solar energy prices of 0.1 per kilowatt hour at its current scale. There are uses just beyond um, the, the amber yeah, fluid, of course. for example, um, you in know, a greenhouse. greenhouses, yeah. hydroponic growers, that sort of stuff. They use CO2 to grow tomatoes and other produce because plants absorb CO2. Yes. So where you've got a controlled environment where you're growing a crop, then having a uh, having canisters which release CO2 is, is something you need and, and a good thing to have. So that's another big 
beneficiary of this. And when you're using it in that way, uh, you're actually converting the CO2 into oxygen as well. Mm -hmm. So a a non-global warming gas and one which animals need, uh, including us humans, to uh, to keep us going. So air theatre is capable of capturing two tonnes of CO2 from the atmosphere per year. Mm. Look, it is only a small amount. It's a pretty small amount. That's right. But Mm. if... um, If every single beverage manufacturer and every single hydroponic greenhouse grower in the, on the planet use this sort of thing. Well, one, it's a great market, a great, right. great little invention for Australia to export, yeah. but also a, uh, a, a really good step in the right direction. And this is what we're going to have to be doing is we're just going to be having to chip away at this. We're not going to be able to just sort of suddenly go completely green That's right. overnight. That's right. We have to do this in a step-by-step methodical way. There's going to be a transition period, but as long as we're on that path and it just becomes a standard policy to be making those changes whenever possible and having, you know, having funding, having the tax system, having governments really supporting that effort. Uh, in Australia, we're a little bit divided in that respect and, and uh, the governing party in Australia or parties, it's coalition government, there are signs that they still are divided on this issue. Sure, uh, There are people who are very pro having more coal power generation in Australia. There are other people saying, well, we've really got to move away from that. We've also got to move away. We've got to wean ourselves off exporting it as well to uh, yeah. other countries that are burning it in vast quantities and actually contributing a much bigger amount to the, the world's carbon footprint than we are in Australia. You know, So look, if you're interested in finding more about uh, Athena and how it works, mm. you can visit C. SIRO's marketplace. Mm-hmm. Look for Athena. Now, and the applications for this, as we've covered already, is you know liquid or gaseous CO2. It also covers uh, distributed dry ice on demand, uh, beverages and breweries, and then uh, it can be used in greenhouses, as, as discussed as well. So we'll have links to this in the show notes if you want to find out more. But it does seem like a good application to you know, tick a number of those boxes to be more carbon conscious about your business in the future. Yeah, and really anywhere that where CO2 is being used for industrial purposes instead of it being, you know, created in a plant and, you know, in a fairly Three. expensive yeah. and, and uh, an environmentally damaging way, this is a relatively clean way of doing it. And uh, It does and require electricity, so mm. it would it'd be good to be coupled could, with wind solar. or solar yeah, yeah. for that. I think that's, well. I think that's, what, that, that, that's what they're envisaging. The CSRO is doing some, start, some interesting stuff. We've talked about their plans to use ammonia to liquefy hydrogen and mm. then move, and then sort of send that by tanker around the world and then it can eventually there'll be uh, pumps the Bowser which can convert that liquid back into hydrogen and power your cars that way and there are hydrogen cars around the world interesting stuff you're listening to beyond infinity, beyond infinity. Beyond infinity. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our program website, beyondinfinity.com.au, where you'll find our complete back catalogue of over 600 podcasts. That's beyondinfinity.com.au.